0: it doesn't matter where you go, it doesn't matter how elaborate or expensive your vacation is, you cannot escape yourself. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Rising Father Podcast. I'm Chris Rodak. Last solo podcast, it was like kind of part one of my vacation recap. This is part two. There's just so many things to talk about, and I just want to talk about them. So if you want to listen to me about my vacation, then keep listening. Um, So this is going to be about some other different lessons and moments and stories that happened along the way. And, you know, some of them were exciting. Some of them had a deep lesson to them and all these things were important to me during the week, and things I wrote down that I wanted to remember, but also things that you could potentially learn something from. And like, not just you, but me. Throughout the day, I have, you know, these realizations of different lessons and wisdom that comes from me, because I'm looking for it. But if I don't write it down, if I don't talk about it, it's gone forever. So I have to write it down. I have to talk about it. I have to make kind of a time capsule of it, so that I don't leave it forever. And I got to take this yogurt cup out of my dog's mouth because you could probably hear that crinkling anyway. So last time I talked about you know Nathan losing his hoodie down the river, and then also disciplining my kids with a stern and strong voice and not having any judgment, horseback riding, those amazing moments, this is more of a kind of a combination of moments what I'm going to start off today. And I made a post about this on my Instagram. And I'm going to continue talking about it a little bit more in depth, kind of flesh out the idea a little bit more. And that is, it doesn't matter where you go, it doesn't matter how elaborate or expensive your vacation is, you cannot escape yourself. It doesn't matter. So many people, me included, in the past would look forward to vacation so much because it was an escape from your reality. And it's okay for it to be that. But if vacation becomes so important to you that you don't want to go back to your reality and you're a different person on vacation than you are in real life, and when you're on vacation, you don't want to come back to real life and, you know, for six months leading up to vacation, you're just thinking, oh, man, as soon as I get to this beach house or mountain house, I'll then I can truly be me. Then there's a disconnect and you're setting yourself up for a lot of internal strife and conflict to where you have a... You have a battle of identities. Who am I really? Am I the vacation, Chris, or am I the day-to-day, Chris? Like, which person am I? And I think the solution is, at least for me, is be who you are always, like who that person is, live in a way that whenever you are on vacation looking forward to coming home, like I said, you're looking forward to it. You're on vacation. You're thinking about coming back to your house, and you're you're thinking, okay, you're the life i'm living there is a good life to come back to i i can't wait to go back to my house and do my morning routines and live the way i do every single day i like me i like the person i am i like my family i've cultivated great relationships with them and we live a good life so i don't need to stay in this fantasy world forever it's okay if i go home and i know you know a lot of people who uh, there's, a, there's, there's a situation that can happen when you're thinking about vacation so much and how amazing it's going to be, and you build it up in your head, and then you get there, and then you realize, man, I'm with the same people, the same relationships I had at home I still have here. I still have the same vices and problems I did at home, but now they can even be exacerbated because I have a little more extra money to spend, more time on my hands. Like, say you had a a binge eating problem at home. And you think, man, I can't wait to go to vacation just to veg out and let loose. Then you're going to veg out and let loose. And then on vacation, you're going to eat even more. And if you felt bad about yourself at home and how you were eating because you were letting yourself down and you let your standards down, then whenever you go on vacation, it's going to be even worse. You know that first night, you say, woo, I'm on vacation. You drink and you eat yourself into a coma and you feel, you know, you just feel bloated and your pants don't fit. And you just don't even want to look at yourself in the mirror. And you think, ah, I'm not going to look at myself in the mirror this entire week. Maybe a month later, I'll start to weigh myself again. And all those thoughts, just thats like night one of vacation, you start thinking about that. So this binge, binging problem you had is now exacerbated by the freedom you have on vacation. And you've amplified the internal problems you have. That's something that can happen. And then I'm sure we've all been on family vacations or other vacations where if that is you then the relationships you have with your family if there's a if there's a, a crack there you know if you're if you and your husband or you and your aunt or you and your kid have an issue it's going to be exacerbated this and not because necessarily of the other person but because you're letting yourself down and you feel bad about yourself or maybe you're on a vacation with a lot of people and someone else is you know staying disciplined working out every day and they're not really changing who they are but you're just letting yourself loose you're just going crazy and you're eating and drinking you're saying well why aren't you doing that we're on vacation you should be doing that and they're just stoic and they say well that's not who i am then you start to get a little upset a little jealous a little emotional and then you can start to even attack that person and then it's like man are you on vacation or are you just in a whirlpool of shit that you've made for yourself and dragging everyone else down so you can't escape who you are. And guys, I'm not the expert on all things. I'm just talking to you about my thoughts. And if it makes sense to you and your brain, then it can help you out. Okay, that's, that's my, like I don't, yes, I have a degree. It's in music education. Okay, I'm a teacher. Was a teacher. But I still teach. Um, but I don't think you need a, a piece of paper And to say that you've read books, to say that you have wisdom to share. Like some of the most wise people that I have, that have changed my life, don't have a degree in anything. You know, they're multimillionaire business owners who just went all in on themselves and know how life works, how real life works, not how to pass a test. So I believe in real world wisdom. And what I'm doing is sharing you just open and honest truth from my life and my perspective. So if you can relate to that and you can help you make a foggy and blurry concept in your head a little more clear, then good, then use it. But on vacation you can, you know, change your identity. You could say, This is my time to let loose and just go hog wild and, and be a different person. And then you go back home, you know, you're ten pounds heavier and you feel worse about yourself and you're like man now I'm back to my regular life. So here's a solution. Create a routine for yourself that you love. Create a life for yourself that you love. And that doesn't mean that you're in your dream job because that's very hard to do for a lot of people. It takes a lot of guts, it takes a lot of investing in yourself and it takes a lot of risk and not everyone's at the point where they can do that. Even if you're at a job you hate, you can still create a life that you love based on just simple as creating a morning routine that you love. So if you get up at seven o'clock and you go to a job you hate for eight hours and you come home, maybe when you get home, you know, that is your time to watch TV to drink and to just relax because you're trying to recover from the job you hate so much. A solution could be wake up two hours earlier, have this two hours before you go to work, all to yourself, where you're building yourself. You're feeling confident. You're getting stronger. You're loving the person you see in the mirror even more. You're getting wiser because you're reading books, you're journaling, you're meditating. Maybe you're doing a cold plunge. Maybe you're going for a run in the dark into the moonlight. Maybe you're going to the gym and working out. You know, maybe you're meal prepping or cleaning the house for your wife. You're doing things that make you feel good as a person, all by yourself, all in the dark. All before everyone else gets up, and then when it's time for you to go to work, ah, you you feel accomplished and you feel confident, and nothing else really matters that much. And you know what happens whenever you push yourself physically early in the morning? It gives you energy for the rest of the day. And by the time noon, one, two, three o'clock comes around, you barely even remember that early morning workout, but the benefits are still there. Say, oh man, it feels like so long ago that I worked out, but it was just early in the morning. It was like a different different time, a different day. And then. You go to sleep a little bit earlier. You know, you're not up all night thinking about your job and regretting what happened that day and dreading what's going to happen the next day. You go to sleep earlier because you're so tired from the awesome stuff you did that day. And then you get to look forward to your morning routine again. So you can make an awesome life for yourself without necessarily just being at your dream job or being an entrepreneur or or doing all those things. And then also, guess what happens? Guess what happens? Whenever you build yourself consistently over a long period of time, other opportunities come to you. Other opportunities can come to you whenever you build yourself into the kind of person who gets opportunities. And I give this example to people a lot. I say they talk about the law of attraction. Some people say, it's bullshit. I say, no, it's real. Now, here's the literal way it's real. So if I am working at a job, some nine to five job, and I have two co workers. And I've built myself into the kind of person who can start a business. So I said, Okay, I want to start a business. I've saved up money, I invested in myself, maybe I took out a loan, whatever it is. And I quit that job and I start a business. I say, man, I, I need a partner to come in and run this business with me. I need to get off some of this work. I need to delegate, I want someone to share the load with and to share the success with. So I say, who do I know? I'm going to start to think about the people that I know, that I can trust to work with. And I've got 2 coworkers. One of them doesn't believe in a lot of attraction. He's a negative person. He doesn't think that thinking positively helps. He's a pessimist. He views the world negatively. He thinks people are out to get him. He thinks the world's rigged. He thinks anyone that has money got it, stole it, or, you know, is, he's just jealous of anyone with success. And he, he's a negative person to be around. He's toxic. The other person is very positive. He's been building himself physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. He's trying to be the best person he can. He's trying to be outgoing. He's working on his people skills, working on his speaking skills. He's working on his intelligence, on his wisdom. And he's built himself into a person that people just like to be around. People are attracted to him. People want to work with him. I, as the business owner, am going to hire that guy. I'm going to say, hey, do you want to quit your job and work for me? I'll pay you. And then we get to share in the profits of this business. That guy has attracted me to him. Because he's built himself, and he's envisioned a better life for himself. So because he's believed in himself, he has literally used that law of attraction to create a better opportunity for himself. And if you're someone who's just very pessimistic about everything, and you don't think anything can happen for you, so you don't do the things that will create opportunity, then you're going to stay stuck in that world forever. And you can change your life just by changing the vision you have for yourself. And why not do it? Because we're all going to die, you know, soon enough. You never know when it's going to happen. I could die tomorrow. I could walk out. Some drunk driver could come smash me, and I could be dead. So why not tell myself that I can be great today? Why not tell myself that I can be whatever I want to be today and do the kind of things that will create that? Because it will happen, and it can happen, because I'm going to align all the actions in my life to make sure that that happens. Um, so anyway, back to, back to what we were talking about. If you do that kind of thing consistently, you will attract success to you. So when you're on vacation, your identity cannot change or it should not change. If it does, you can recoup and you can recover, but it could also cause you to spiral, you know, like I did, like I used to do on vacation. I would eat a lot and drink a lot. It would take me months to recover from that. And I'd, I'd get motivated again. Then I'd get complacent again. Then I'd get motivated and complacent. And I'd just ride that roller coaster of, I'm going to change. I'm not going to change. I'm going to change. I'm not going to change. And I also had no values or principles that were guiding me. I had no non negotiables that were guiding my life. I had vague ideas. You know, I go to church, I was religious, but there is also no personal, written down standards that I guided my life to. And that's one of the things we do in our program. It's we have to create in my Man on Fire program, I help my guys. Create non-negotiables and standards that they will live their life by, everywhere, and then they have accountability and brotherhood every single day to make sure that it happens. So I was on vacation last week, and I'm checking in my group, and it's just non-stop, positive motivation, accountability. Guys posting their workouts, guys saying, "Oh man, I missed it today," and other guys building them up, and you know, and guiding them, and mentoring them. And if you're in that kind of world, man, anything can happen you're stuck in your own head and you're have your only your own negative thoughts to guide you, then it's gonna be hard to happen. But if you're in an extremely inspiring, supportive environment and you have systems to make you better, if you have coaching to make you better, if you have mentoring and brotherhood and accountability, all these things, man, it's just an amazing place to live. And some people decide to go to jump in there. Um so that was one of my realizations on, on vacation, and it's not it was the first time the thought ever came to me, but it was reinforced. I said, okay, I'm on vacation, and next week I'm going to be home. But I was happy to be home. I, I love going to jujitsu. I love going to the gym. I love my routine. I love doing podcasts. I love the life I've created for myself. You know, I just, over the past years, I've been creating a life for myself that I, that I foretold, that I saw, that I wrote down years ago in my Google Drive journal I wrote down what I that I would want to be doing what I'm doing right now. And I just consistently battled through the doubt and fear and the risk and the investing and everything that comes with that and I've created it. And now I've raised the vision of myself. I said, like, Okay, I've reached this, now I want to do something else. Now I want more. Now I now I'm adjusting the vision I have for myself and then adjusting my actions to reach there. So Nathan says to me, he goes, dad, I don't want to go home tomorrow. This is the day before the last, um, our last full day of vacation. I said, he said, I love vacation so much I don't want to go home tomorrow. I said, I get it, man. It happens. We're having an amazing week. We've done crazy things. You know, we've we had just an awesome week. The weather's been perfect. I get it. I said, but you also have amazing things happening as soon as you get back. You've got jujitsu the day you get back. You have a CrossFit party. You have jiu-jitsu tournaments. You have things on the weekend you have friends we go into a concert and you have all these you know you're, you're doing great at school so I just reminded him of all these amazing things that he was doing and then he smiled and he said oh yeah okay you know he, he was he was fine after he was reminded how great his life was whenever he got home so he had the exact same lesson that I'm talking about right now it's no man if you are living a great life You can be on vacation all the time. Yes, vacation's amazing. Yes, I still look forward to it. And I still had those thoughts when I was there of, oh, I wish I could stay here a couple more days. But also, it's not like in the past where, like I remember years ago being on vacation and when I was just out of shape and at a job I didn't want to be at and not living the life that I wanted when vacation was just, you know, surreal. It was... You got that depression the last couple of days before you went home. You were, you were counting down the hours, and then you had one more evening left. You're like, oh, my God, this is our last evening. We had to pack all these things. Oh, my God, oh, my God. And then, you know, the morning that you leave is just sad, and no one's talking to each other, and you're packing up the car, and it's just awkward goodbyes. And, I you know, I remember that whole thing. But, I mean, this vacation, we as we were packing, it was fine. We had a good time. You know, we had we had a campfire last night the morning of we didn't rush out the door we just relaxed the kids played some video games me and my wife sat outside looked at the cows ate drank some coffee and we just left relaxed and talked about our week and it was just even keel we were happy on vacation we were happy driving home and we got home and we were happy as well and it just we maintained who we were throughout the week and because of that We were the same people on vacation as we were at home. So there's no shifting in our identities. There's no internal conflict that we had to battle. The next thing I'll talk about for vacation is just how awesome my family is and how proud I am of them. You know, we did this, we went to the same place, the same national park, Shenandoah National Park, like a year or two ago. I honestly don't remember. It was a year or two ago. And we did the same hikes, and they were so hard. I remember... Taking us a long time. I remember it being difficult. I remember it's just saying, just remembering how damn hard these hikes were because it's some of these are just straight up the mountain to the overlook. A lot of times, when you have a big overlook on a mountain, you can you have two options you can take the straight up the mountain route, which is usually like a mile, and it'll take you, I don't know, 30 minutes to an hour. Or you can do the long winding route, which is four to five miles and takes you, you know, multiple hours. So whenever we're with kids, we just say, "All right, let's just go straight to the top because we don't want to spend as much time." But so it's a lot more difficult. It's just straight incline for, for, you know, thirty minutes to an hour. And but when you get to the top, it's amazing, and you're there a little bit earlier. So that's usually the route that we take. So back in the day, a couple years ago, we were on this same vacation. And we went to these mountain hikes, went to the overlooks, and it took us a long time to get to the top, and it was a struggle, man. Like, I remember struggling. Everyone in the family, except Nathan and Lauren, they powered up. So basically me and Sarah. But I remember taking us a long time to get to the top. It's been covered in sweat and thinking how hard it was. And then talking for the years after, but how damn hard those hikes were. But this past vacation, man, we just we blasted up these mountains and it was fine the one day we did two different mountain overlooks the two tallest mountain overlooks in in the park we did in one day just in a couple of hours with our dog and we just you know quickly hiked up one took some pictures looked looked around hung out there for a little bit came down went to the next one went to the top came back down no one was winded barely sweating but that's not true we were sweating but no one was super winded, and we just me and my wife were saying when we were done. Like, man, that was so easy. Like, you remember how hard that was last time? So all of us are in just great, great shape. So much better shape, and took are taking so much better care of our bodies now. We we're able to do a lot more. My kids went up and down the mountains and weren't complaining at all. They're working really hard. You know, I remember the final highest hike. I was going up the mountain, and Nathan was behind me Sarah was walking with Lauren behind him and Nathan's walking back to help the girls out and I'm carrying the dog and it's just like everyone's working together as a family feeling great and we get to the top sit on on these overlooks the winds there it's amazing weather and just having a great time and yeah of course occasionally you'll have the uh you'll have to reprimand your kids for getting too close to the edge or poking each other too hard but there's man, none of the crazy complaining that I see some kids doing and just the ability for some kids to turn a moment into a horrible situation. That's just miserable for anyone, for everyone. And that comes back to how the parents have cultivated that family. But none of that happened. It was just positive, happy teamwork and building each other up as we're going up and down the mountains and I'm so proud of my family to do that the one day. We looked at uh, our little tracker said we burned 2400 calories in I don't know four or five hours with all the hiking and and walking we were doing and my kids were along for the whole way the dog was along for the whole way and Didn't have any freak outs, no breakdowns and everyone was fine so It just made me really really grateful for the awesome awesome family I have and then lastly the third thing that i'll talk about from vacation is just i'm proud of my son because he's growing up. He's changing, he's getting bigger, stronger, more mature. He's seeing the world in a different way than he used to, you know, he used to see it in a very innocent way where i don't know, it was more of a fantasy to him back then. But now he's he's very keenly aware of social situations. Like he'll if we're at a restaurant, he'll be he'll talk to me about the interactions with the waiters. And I'll say, man, that was awkward or that was funny. And, you know, he'll, he'll, he's very keenly aware of social situations. And so one of the things that I've been working on with my kids is being confident talking to um, stranger adults. Not like stranger danger, but like if we're at a restaurant and the waiter comes over, I make them tell the waiter their order, which is a simple thing, but a lot of times, you know, the temptation is just to order for your kids. And get it over with but we take the time we make the kids order confidently and loudly and if they if they kind of mumble it or they don't make eye contact we know we'll talk to them about it. we'll say no you got to speak strongly confidently make eye contact and speak well to adults so and then also we I'm talking especially with Nathan um, because Lauren's a little bit too young for this but with Nathan you know whenever an adult says hey how are you doing a lot of times a, a kid his age will just kind of ignore them, look at the ground and keep walking. But I say, no, you can engage with the adult and you can talk to them. And this will happen at church or if I'm walking at a store or a restaurant with my kids, You know, some older person will come over and want to talk to us and they'll, sit, they'll see Nathan has red hair and they'll want to talk to him about that or just they'll see us with our puppy dog so they'll tell the kids, oh, isn't it nice to have a little puppy? And instead of just sitting there mumbling silent, We've been working our kids engaging in conversation which is an important life skill especially in this era of kids staring at screens 24 7 the kids who can communicate are the kids who are going to dominate that's my belief is that if your kid can communicate confidently and strongly and can just talk to people they are going to out earn everyone else in the world that's my opinion that's my projection because you know, I was a teacher for 14 years, 13 or 14, something like that. And there's, even in middle school, there's a huge divide amongst the kids who can communicate and talk and the kids who are years behind. And, you know, certain things over the last four years made that even worse. Kids who did not socialize with anyone for these primary years of their life are handicapped in a huge way where they, they don't know how to talk to people whenever it was the most important talking years of their life. Like they, they can't communicate. So they have to, they need an intervention if they want to be successful in life. That's, that's what I believe. Because if you, if you have any job interview, if you want to network and get future clients, if you want to bring on business partners, if you want to be in sales, if you want to be in any job that has the potential for high income, you have to be able to communicate. You have to be able to talk to people, you have to be able to relate to people, be empathetic, make eye contact, have a sense of humor, be confident, be strong. These are skills that you have to have by being thrown into the fire, by feeling awkward, by making mistakes, by learning who you are, learning your personality. These are things these are skills that every person needs to have. Adults, us too, obviously. But our kids have to learn and develop. And there's a huge portion of the population of children who don't have these skills at a way too late of age. They're very old and they do not know how to talk to people. They don't know how to make eye contact. They don't know how to interact appropriately with other adults or peers. And a lot of that is because a lot of their interactions are text-based, it's screen-based. And that's fine if you're gonna live in that world and you wanna be a computer programmer or a tech person, and you're never going to talk to anyone. It's just going to be you and your computer screen for your life. Great. That's the life you want to live. That's fine. However, if you want to be some type of manager, a business owner, someone in sales, someone who networks, someone who has a huge impact on a large group of people, who has high earning potential, you have to learn how to communicate. You have to learn how to influence people. And the kids who are good at that are going to dominate the world. They are they are going to just crush the competition. Just for that single thing alone. I don't care about the book knowledge. I don't care about the grades they get in school. None of that matters compared to a kid's ability to communicate. Because if you're in a job interview with someone, and someone's a straight A student, they went to Harvard, and you know, they're just a a genius, but they're, they're mumbling, they're looking at the ground, they're awkward, they make you uncomfortable to be around, You're a little scared of them because of how socially awkward they are. They're always looking at their phone. And you have another person who just makes eye contact with you. They speak clearly and confidently, makes you feel good about yourself. But they don't have the knowledge of the other person. And the job you need them to do involves other people. You're going to hire the other guy because you can just train them. You can just teach them the skills. Because that stuff takes a little bit of time. Teaching someone how to be a person, that's a lifelong skill. Like teaching someone how to communicate and be empathetic, and these emotional skills, these social skills that take years and years to develop and learn, you can't just flip a switch and teach this other guy, the unsociable guy, that. That's, I mean, that's, it might be too late. <laughs> it's going to be decades of learning for him. However, if this other kid has been doing these things throughout his formative years when these strong pathways are made in their brain, then that kid is just going to be a natural. And he, can, he can spend a couple months and learn the, the tech skills and the book work, he, book work he needs to know for the other stuff. But he's going to dominate. So I, we put a big emphasis on that, on being able to communicate, being able to network, being able to make friends, being sociable, and doing, having these real-life skills that aren't always taught in school but are going to have a massive impact on their ability to be successful. So all of that, rambled a little bit. It happens. And to say that I was proud of my son Nathan because at the at the restaurants, the waiter would say, you know, he'd make him order his food. Nathan would order his chicken fingers usually, or he's rolling to burger sliders now, or burger. And then he would the way an occasional waiter would say, "How's it going? How was your week? How's your vacation?" So Nathan on multiple occasions this week said oh it was great and then he said how was your week and me and my wife were just blown away we've been talking about doing this but he's never he's never done it before and he said how was your week to like two different people and the guy was even surprised he's like oh my week was great thanks for asking and just to hear a nine-year-old boy say that back to adult for some reason was so shocking to us because I'm just so used to talking to kids that age or watching other people talk to kids that age, and just seeing the person, the kid just ignore the ignore the adult, look down at the ground, or mumble something awkward. But then, when I saw my son saying, "My week was great. How was your vacation?" or "How was your week?" back to this stranger adult, I was so proud of him. And we told him that, and he knew it because he kind of had that like, "I'm proud of myself" smile. And he looked over at me with slide, side eye. He was like, "Yeah, I did. I knew. I knew." You know, I knew, that was, I knew that was good of me to do that because we've been talking to him about it. But it takes guts to be able to do that. That's another skill. It takes confidence to be able to talk to a stranger with that amount of confidence. It takes, you know, courage. So not only is it the um, social skills, but it's this internal ability to be brave that he's also developing. And my daughter's getting there, but, you know, she's two years behind him. And we'll work on that with her too. She's going to have no problem. She's a badass. And so is my son. So those are three more things that um, lessons from my vacation. So we talked about my son becoming awesome and confident and talking with other adults like an adult and being more sociable. Um, Talked about identity on vacation and being who you are everywhere no matter what. And then also just my family being amazing if you don't mind me bragging a little bit. Thank you everyone. Hope you enjoyed that. That is vacation recap number 2. That might it'll probably be the last one. I'll reference I still have other things, but you know, I'll just reference them throughout other future podcasts. We'll get some we we'll some awesome guests on the dock. Please subscribe, please follow on all social medias. Please rate this 5 stars because that helps it reach other people. Feel free to reach out to me at any time if you want to have a call and learn more about our men's program man on fire we have applications on basically wherever you're listening to this um if it's on youtube there's links you can you can find me on instagram you can go to our website and find links for all that good stuff but all right guys we'll talk to you soon hope you enjoyed it